Welcome to Advance Your Belly Dance, a weekly podcast all about the business of belly dance. I'm your host, Jana, and every week you'll get belly dance business tips you wish your dance teacher told you when you first started. From how to start your first email marketing list to what you actually need on your website and everything in between. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Jana, and welcome back to another episode of the Advanced Rebellion Dance Podcast. To celebrate Financial Literacy Month this April, the rest of this month's episodes are all about personal finance, and this week's episode is about five ways to improve your financial well-being. So number one, challenge your money mindset. So much of how you deal with money has to do with your thoughts about money. It's an emotional topic, and unless you challenge any negative feelings, it's going to hold you back. So list out all the feelings you have when it comes to money and challenge your beliefs. Do you think money is the root of all evil? Where did you first hear that and why do you still think that? Do you think you can't make money doing what you love? Why do you believe that and what examples are there to prove you wrong? And believe me, there's going to be plenty of examples. Do you think you can't save money and are doomed to spend it the second it hits your account? Okay, what small step can you take to prove to yourself you can save? This exercise isn't about simply manifesting money out of thin air. It's about identifying beliefs that are holding you back from your goals and change your thinking. And this is not easy. You may have grown up in an environment where money was either never talked about or it was scarce. So now you're terrified of checking your account and you're definitely not alone. Everything from family to society tells you what you should be doing with your paycheck. So really sit down and take a few minutes to ask yourself what's been holding you back and what steps can you take to start making changes today. Number two, budget in a way that works for you. Next week's episode, we'll go deeper into budgeting tips, but I'll just quickly mention that it's important to find one that'll work for you. I personally do a form of a zero-based budget, which is where the goal is to have nothing left over at the end of the month because I've given each euro in my budget a specific purpose. I do a modified version of this because I like to leave a little wiggle room at the end of the month, but I assign a job for every euro, meaning if I end up with anything extra, I know to roll over that amount and assign that to my emergency fund. Now, each month I physically write out all of my expected expenses for that month in a planner and actually color code them based on what's essential like rent, groceries, utility bills. Uh, subscriptions or fund money, business expenses, savings, and miscellaneous. So these categories each have different colors. And this helps me visually see how much I'm planning on spending. And at the end of the month, I revisit the budget and write out what I've actually spent. And honestly, up until this past January, I never budgeted like this. I would normally just put aside a chunk of my income in my savings account, leave some for my bills, and that'd be it. But I actually look forward to revisiting my budget and checking on it regularly because it gives me a little confidence boost. And I used to think of budgeting as restrictive and that I was being frugal by sticking to one, but it's really helped me become proud of how much control I actually have over my finances. And this way I can really see where my money's going and it helps me prioritize what type of life I want to live. So find a budget method that works for you and your lifestyle, whether it's writing it out like I do in a planner or by using an app using the zero-based budget method or the 50-30-20 method or your own mix. So don't be afraid to modify it as you go on. And a lot of personal finance advice is about doing the boring work, but it's also about experimenting with what works for you. 
So don't kick yourself for not sticking to it right away. Number three, build your emergency fund. How big of an emergency fund you want to build is up to you and your lifestyle, but the general recommended amount is three to six months of essential bills. I've seen people recommend having up to six months of your take-home pay, but again, it really does depend on you. If you live with your family or a partner and can take more risk because you're in a two-income household, then you can stick to three months of expenses. If you live alone or are responsible for kids or pets, then six months might make you feel safer. And emergency funds are for emergencies only, unexpected medical bills, car household repairs, vet bills, etc. It's not for that costume you've been eyeing or for that kitchen renovation you want but you don't really need. I say that to myself. So assign what an emergency means for you and don't dip into it unless absolutely necessary. And it may take some time to build your emergency fund and that's perfectly normal. And this way you won't have to rely on using credit cards or borrowing money because your emergency fund is in place. Number four, educate yourself. Follow other experts on Instagram or read financial books and blogs. There's lots of good money advice out there. There's also lots of bad money advice out there on the internet, like most recently some TikTok videos giving out incorrect money advice. But like with everything in life, the most tried and true advice is the most boring. Doing the work little by little over long periods of time. It's the same as getting healthy isn't about going on fad diets and depriving yourself. It's about making small, sustainable changes to eat healthier and add more movement to your daily routine. Approach your financial well-being as a holistic and well-balanced journey and seek out experts that align with your values. I personally like and follow the Financial Diet and Elvest. Both are women-led companies focusing on building wealth without buying into the bullshit you usually read on financial advice sites. Like, cutting out a weekly latte isn't what's keeping you from becoming a millionaire. Number five, talk about money. Start talking about it with your friends, your partner, family, whoever will listen. The more you talk about it, the less taboo it becomes. One of the best things about the Billionaires community is that we're able to ask other pros what they charge for gigs so we don't undercut one another. And that's not to say undercutters don't exist, but it's it was important enough to address that the community decided talking about what to charge was important in making sure we got paid what we were owed. And shout out to Samira Shuruk for being one of the first resources on what the standard gigging rates are. Take that same energy and talk about money to educate and empower yourself and others. The more you talk about it, the easier it gets to start assessing where you want to be and start charging what you deserve. So to recap, five ways to improve your financial well-being are number one, challenge your money mindset. Number two, budget in a way that works for you. Number three, build your emergency fund. Four, educate yourself. And number five, talk about money. Remember, personal finance is personal. Not every rule you read on the internet is going to work for you. And the most tried and true methods for getting better at money are the least sexy. That's basically earn more, spend less, invest and save. That's it. And don't get discouraged if you slip up or if it takes you longer than you thought to reach a financial goal. It's a marathon and not a sprint. That's it for this week. Don't forget, the Digital Marketing for Belly Dancers course is now open for enrollment again. This online course is made for belly dance business owners like you, where you'll learn everything about which online marketing strategies and tools to use, from how to brand your business, to how to create your content strategy to get more students, and everything in between. To find out more, visit jana.dance forward slash digital. That's Z-A-N-A dot dance forward slash digital. I'm also doing a special Q&A episode answering all your belly dance business related questions every month. So if you want your question answered, there's still time. You can always submit your questions at 
advanceyourbellydance.com and ask away. And if you love this podcast and have found it helpful in putting together your belly dance business, then please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a short review of either how it's helped you in your business or your favorite episode. It'll take less than a minute, and this really helps other awesome dancers such as yourself discover the podcast. And if you ever want to reach out to me on social media, say hi or ask any questions or leave any comments, you can find me on Instagram at Jana Dance. That's Z-A-N-A Dance. Thanks again for listening and until next time.